0: A mighty roar surrounds the stadium. Now he's digging deep. The crowd is roaring. Their hero is coming on. Will it be a fairy tale? Now it is cemented for Michael Diamond. Oh. And there in the middle, and the crowd erupts. Australia win. New world record! This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance.
1: We have just broken the American stranglehold on this race. The it's lifting up this stadium. The, the winner is, is,
0: is, is. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Yes, welcome to the Have A Go podcast, Olympics special once more. My name is Dave Edwards and I'm joined as I am always throughout this special
1: series by Dane Eldridge. Mate, welcome to the show. Great to be here, mate. Just um, live from Tokyo, laden in PPE wouldn't have it any other way.
0: (laughs) Still sounding good, though, through all those masks and PPE.
1: How good's technology? So, mate,
0: we've always celebrated our heroes well in Australia. We all know that. Um, And there's obviously nothing that gets a corporate sponsorship executive more excited than the prospect of a brand ambassador partnership with a clean-cut Olympian. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about the good guys today, mate. In fact, we're going to focus on their opposites, the bad boys. The bad boys and girls of Team Australia. Mm. And there's been many, and we'll go through a few of them in this episode. But, mate, how good's a bad boy?
1: Mate, I don't care what people say. Bad boys are good. They're good for business. Um, you know, they're like a tapeworm. You know what I mean? Like they mm. sound bad, but they're actually really good for the national digestive system. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep things clean, they keep things t- ticking over, don't they? Yeah. You know, there's a life cycle with the bad boy. You know, you, you transgress, there's outrage, then there's clicks, and then there's advertising sales. So basically, yep. bad boys are keeping the economy afloat, 100%. really. Yeah, um, if I had my way, Barry Hall would be opening the New York Stock Exchange.
0: But we can't all be a clean skin, I think is, is worth remembering. And, you know, you mentioned the, the need uh, in the national, in national society for a bad boy, just for that diversity factor. I mean, if you look back through history, Australia's always had a place in its heart for a bad boy, for a larrikin. You know, we, a did a whole, we did a whole episode on larrikins. Australians love a flawed genius. They if they've do. got charisma and they're good at sport, then we want them. And we can forgive them for almost everything. Almost.
1: Well, we can. Yeah, we can. And we will. And, and we will forgive them for gold and nothing less, mm. uh, to be honest. But, um, you know, like, uh, look, no one's perfect, mate. Okay. These people are human. And, you know, we have all a- got as- skeletons. That's right, mate. And, you know, as the experts attest, being a dickhead is a societal problem. You Mm. know what I mean? It's not just consigned to our Olympic team, although we do have a high percentage. Um, You know, and these these guys aren't immune, mate. You know, we're going to Tokyo with 471 athletes. 216 of these are blokes, okay, oh God. and some have firearms, some have sex drives, and some have tennis rackets. <laughs> they That's simply they cannot eat. act
0: up, can they? Because if they do, we risk Armageddon, as the IOC said. So the future of earth, you know, literally <laughs> rests on the shoulders of these finely tuned athletes. But is it yes. the pressure of elite performance that drives these blokes over the edge because you know being a being an olympic athlete is a lot different to being an nrl player for example you know it's yep. it's about that extra 1 100th one of a second you know it's sacrificing mm. youth and income and career family yep. for an outside shot at a medal which might not even be shown on channel 7's main channel <laughs>
1: You're, right. I mean, you're exactly right, mate. I mean, these, the majority of these blokes are, 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 are plugging away in the shadows, aren't they? Mm. You know, it's a thankless task. There's no spotlight on them at all. Um, and they're usually doing it for a, a paltry sum from the AIS. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Fuck them. It's my taxpayer dollars, so I will hold them to an unattainable standard. Well, the AIS, I mean, our, our, Olympic,
0: our Olympians have been drilled from childhood, from like a very young age. I assume, I mean, I haven't been inside the AIS, but I assume it's basically just like a science lab where, <laughs> yeah. you know, athletes are created by men in white coats and they're being woken up at you know, 3 a.m. to have their skin folds tested. I hope that's what's happening at the AIS. I'm not sure. I hope that's where my tax dollars are going towards.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just want to walk in and just see just um, like just a huge hall of embryos, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they're just being... Um, just blokes holding s-
0: comically sized syringes for no reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just basically however you just um, picture the Soviet Union and what yep. they used to do, that's what I want here. Yep. Legally, of course. Yeah.
0: And obviously we'll get our lawyers involved if anything comes of that allegation, which is not an allegation, (laughs) it's comedy. So we need to break these misdemeanors down into categories because there's so many of them. They're very diverse. So I thought Mm. first category could be violence and guns. (laughs) The second category could be illicit substances. And the third and final category would just be general miscellaneous social outrage. Yeah. So, so leading the violence and guns (laughs) category, um, (laughs) Nick Darcy, we all remember yep. swimmer Nick Darcy uh, mm. for his. Um, well, what did he do, mate? Why do you want to run us through Nick Darcy's crime?
1: basically, yeah, Nick Darcy um, was uh, selected for the swim team in Beijing for 2008 and celebrated by punching Simon Cowley. Yep, uh, who was a, who
0: was a you know a celebrated Commonwealth Games medalist, uh, a teammate, and it was actually on the selection night, wasn't it, that that this this event occurred.
1: Yeah, it actually occurred at the loft in Darling Harbour, which is notorious for, uh, in quotes, good ideas after midnight, because that's what um, Nick Darcy said at the time in, when he was yep. uh, on trial. He said it seemed like a good idea at the time yeah. to break a man's jaw. Um, and also to go into the, the loft as well. <laughs> seemed like a good <laughs> idea, right. but I could have gone to
0: Bungalow 8 yeah. next door and probably had a much greater time.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and look, apparently it, it kicked off over something pretty serious. It was um, because Eamon Sullivan wouldn't have another drink. Uh oh, yeah. yeah, so well, that's not um, Australian. It is too. It deserves a punch in the head, to be honest. Mm. Um, but um, look, uh, in the end, it was it went through a very messy court battle, went through criminal and civil uh, pathways. Uh, I think it uh, resulted in a big payout for, for Cowley. Um, and criminally, mm. uh, I believe Darcy was charged but given a suspended sentence, which I'm pretty sure he was disappointed over because I think custody would have been a welcome break from eight hours a day in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, but look, uh, you know, only, like only twenty
0: three hours of solitary.
1: That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but look, um, uh, we'll move on to one of his other misdemeanors in a moment. But uh, apparently, um, Darcy now is actually a doctor. All right, and doesn't swim anymore.
0: Specialising in reconstructive surgery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So it was just yeah, I it. I just, just
0: a- remember those images of him in a suit. You know, rolling up to defend himself in court. You know, it was a distraction, wasn't it? And I think that's what the AOC, what Coatsy, John Coats actually cited as the reason for, for removing him from the team is because he brought the games into disrepute. And that's a phrase we hear quite often.
1: That's right, mate. And I think from from that night on or from that moment onwards, there was a decree put into place that uh, all swim team piss-ups had to be in Newtown. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, where there's probably yeah. um, a lot less police presence.
0: Yeah. Certainly back yeah. then. All mm-hmm. right. So you, you flagged that there's another incident that involves Nick. So less violence, but into the other subcategory we mentioned, which is guns. So yep. uh, I think this was ahead of the 2012 London Games, which he was selected for and attended and competed yep. in. Um, but Kendrick Monk and Nick Darcy, so teammates, got into – well, they were in the US and they yep. posed together with firearms. Mm. Um for any of those who are listening, you might want to hop on Google Image and just type that in and you'll see uh, what mm. they were condemned for posing with guns. Obviously, a hot topic in Australia, particularly. We don't like guns in Australia. We don't. Um, we don't have any. Uh, we don't know much about them. <laughs> but they were sent home immediately after their events uh, by the Chef de Michon. So, they got to compete but they were sent back home straight after. They didn't get to bask in the village atmosphere like the rest of their teammates. So they were hauled over the coals again. And that was the, you know, Nick Darcy, was it because he had form or was this really such an egregious crime?
1: Well, look, in, in, yeah, I mean, in terms of his catalogue, it wasn't the crime of the century, was it? And and also as well, I mean, look, the, the gun issue has always been big in in the US, but this was predated probably the 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 inferno of of recent times mm. with guns, and I can only imagine how it would have went down in current times if he was pictured holding oh a Luger. Oh my God! Yeah, it would have been shocking, but. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, they've really hit him with a, with a punishment there, haven't they? They said, you can stay, you can race, mm-hmm. but you're not partaking in the bender afterwards. And that yep. would have really hurt him. And, and you know, another thing too, mate, I, I don't think, I haven't heard from Kendrick in quite a while since that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much goes to show that guns don't kill careers, Darcy kills careers. <laughs> yeah. um, so who, Kendrick, if you're out there, DM us.
0: Yeah, I'd love yeah. to know where he is. I mean, you, you talk about career killers. I mean, you look at... You think you ought to put Olympians again against more professional athletes uh, that we're used to. So, I mean, Glenn McGrath, you will remember, you know, <laughs> he posed with a hunting rifle next to a bunch of dead African wildlife. You know, he was holding some tusks aloft. But yep. he took 500 test wickets though. So, yeah, that's right. So, you know, Darcy was a middling swimmer. Yeah, and he couldn't hit a length though. He yeah. couldn't hit a length. So we yeah, have yeah. less tolerance for that behaviour because he was the butterfly swimmer. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, no, unless you're nipping them away from the right-handers, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, we, I have no
0: time for you. Clint McGraw was in our living rooms every summer. Darcy he wasn't was. in our, he was only once every four years, Nick, well actually in prime time for about three months during his court case that mm. he was beamed into our living rooms. But maybe that explains our lack of tolerance for our Olympians because we don't have that exposure to them.
1: Would you say I would say so, mate? Yeah, yeah. And again, it just comes back to our taxpayer dollars. I think. isn't I think it? it's I mean, directly
0: related to tax.
1: I mean, they're they're out junketing on our on our dime, mm-hmm. and uh, I just basically, I personally, I welcome the COVID restrictions of Tokyo. I think that's the way all Olympics should be conducted. <laughs> our our athletes should be uh, sequestered inside a village, and the only movements they have is to and from the event. Yeah, um, you know what, and uh, and that's the way it should be. I mean, we, we we need austerity measures around our tax dollars when it comes to Olympians. Have a go. Spotlight on Tokyo, real stories straight from the scene of the thirty-second Olympiad. and the Olympics have always gone hand-in-hand. Hand. Just ask Nick Darcy. But while Tokyo is shaping up as the first dry Olympics, publican
0: Kenji Tomita remains characteristically upbeat. I pre-ordered 2,000 cartons of Heineken back in early 2020 when they were offering free shipping. But now I'm staring at the prospect of financial
1: ruin. Still, good to see the IOC should turn a profit. The alcohol ban may dent the interest in sports such as walking and synchronised swimming, which have traditionally relied on viewers being half-cut in order to sustain interest levels.
0: The government said they might look at easing the restrictions for solitary drinkers once the state of emergency is lifted, so at least I can look forward to a room full of blokes silently sipping asahi while staring at their phones.
1: on Tokyo.
0: Do you want to reach a dedicated audience of everyday Australians, honest Aussie battlers who like rock music, beer, automobiles, hardware, banter, and are probably aged between 25 and 52? The Have A Go podcast offers a fresh alternative to traditional radio advertising, ...by offering 100% on-demand podcast experience. Whether you're looking to reach tradies on the worksite... ...or white-collar cucks on the light rail... ...you can be sure your message is heard... ...on Australia's most promising weekly podcast... ...hosted by two-time poor blokes... ...who are certainly not professional comedians. Our ad sales team stands ready to take your call... ...and elevate your brand to the next level... ...or some shit. The Have A Go Podcast... Open for business. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Oh, Carl, stop faffing around. Round, ra- round, ra- round. Just say what you want to say. Say, that, that. Isabel is had, had, having a baby. Baby, baby, ba- ba- baby. And I am the father. father, father. I do realise. Real, real, a big shock. Shock, shock. Shock, shock. Hey, <laughs> oh, well, man. Why
1: does it happen to doing
0: that? Yuck, yuck, yuck. So let, let's move into substances now, um, the second category. So everyone remembers the Still knock saga. Um, yes. Do you want to run us through that? It, happened, it was one of the first controversies involving our swimming team.
1: Certainly was, mate. And I, I look back at this. This was in, in London 2012, and our swimmers had enjoyed you know, national adulation up to this point. But I think it was... Where they uh, really reached a tipping point, mm. you know, um, where they sort of crossed over from you know uh, clean-cut bronze dossies into probably the realm of footballers. Yeah. Uh, and it was the games of the 30th Olympiad, but you could replace Olympiad with schooner for the way that they treated it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is where the uh, that that horrible buzzword came out. The toxic culture oh. uh, was revealed. There was. Um, it was the start uh, of
0: naval gazing, wasn't it?
1: It was. We didn't was want to look
0: inside our own backyard until they, then. W-
1: There was nothing wrong with Dawn Fraser. There was nothing wrong with John Conrads. Hence, there's nothing wrong with any swimmer uh, before or after these people. But this was the time when we said, you know what, we need to pull the curtain back. Mm. And uh, what was found was not very good at all. It was uh, (laughs) bullying, alcohol, uh, and prescription meds, yeah. uh, all abused. So they're decried by the public, but um, sounded out for internships at, the, at legal oh, industries yeah. all across Sydney.
0: Yeah, I saw that, um, so John Coates, again, he's going to get a lot of mentions in this series, <laughs> the AOC boss. He wasn't happy about it at all, and he said, the last thing we want is for the mums and dads not to think of our Olympians as role models. Is this what mm. happens when I send my little girl to the team or my little Johnny to the team? That's what scares me.
1: Yes, well, again, the mums. The mums are shaping so much of the direction of mm. this nation and, and the yeah. swimmers were, were not immune, were they?
0: <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, role models, so Grant Hackett, um, he, he was involved in some some similar kind of shenanigans, uh, a couple of them actually, some isolated incidents. He, he wasn't having a good time there for a period. Uh, any thoughts on Grant? You want, do you want to just quickly run through his his, I guess, bad yeah. boy persona there?
1: Well, poor old Hacky. he was, he was. Um, he enjoyed, well, he was clean cut, wasn't he? Oh, I mean yeah. he, he never put a foot wrong through his whole career and he just had one of the heaviest falls from grace post-career. It's just like he went on a really, really long Mad Monday um, and and, 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 and yeah. so he should. I mean, oh, I'm, absolutely. Not, I'm not, obviously not um, uh, advocating or, um, you yeah, know, saying some of the things he did were right, but, um, you know, he spent a lot of time looking at the black line and, and maybe this was the result.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, he wasn't. I think we can deduct points because he wasn't a serving Olympian at the time. I think you're entitled when once you're a, you know, a private citizen, you should be able to go and you know get half-nude in a hotel foyer at Crown Casino, stumbling around with a towel around your waist. Um, You shouldn't always have to uphold Olympic ideals at all times. Or if you're an Olympian, once you're an Olympian for life, is that the kind of is that the, the, the devil's handshake that you make?
1: Yeah, well, like it's, you know, like Malcolm Turnbull, isn't it? I mean, you're the Prime Minister once you retire, (laughs) should you, um, you know, fuck off or should you um, continue to speak like you have some kind of relevant say in the the running of the nation? So
0: it's like in the the US where, you know, previous presidents are always referred to as Mr. President for the rest of their lives.
1: Mm, Yes,
0: yes, yep. Well, that's good. Uh, so speaking of presidential <laughs> figures, so Scott Miller, uh, we're moving into trafficking now. So drug <laughs> trafficking, which is a fun, yep. And we'll get through this quickly because, you know, this is before the court. So we'll ease up yep. a little bit. Yep. But I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, Scott Miller, I think he was a silver medalist potentially in like 1996 or thereabouts. So, you know, he got a medal, did a job. Yep. Congratulations yep. there. We, you know, we probably all celebrated that.
1: Yep. Had plenty of red carpet gravitas as well. Yeah, post-care. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, mixing but, with
0: the, the A-listers, but was, was. was involved with the alleged trafficking of methamphetamines. So probably let's skip over that one. <laughs> yeah. um, yep. On to another alleged trafficker, uh, Nathan Bagley, <laughs> the <Yeah>. Olympic <laughs> kayaker who was found guilty of trying to bring uh, $200 million worth of cocaine into Australia. Yes,
1: Yeah, so uh, which is... Probably a fairly on brand for a rower from doing all the laps back and forth between the ship and the dock. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was uh, a heavy conviction for Nathan. And uh, uh, well, as many would say, the, the name probably fits the crime. How <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, least these blokes getting into drug importation and trafficking?
1: I yeah, mean, do you, know, it's do you quite think quite that's something that picked isn't it? up in the AIS? That's right. <laughs> Networking, yeah, <laughs> possibly. Uh, but then, and then, of course, um, uh, Skippy Hugel, uh, who just uh, the minor crime of doing a bag at the races, right? Um, uh, which so I just found, a pastime for many, yeah. Which I only found out from one of the twenty-eight-year-old uh, male posts on oh, okay. Instagram. Shout yeah, out to yeah. that
0: account one of the one of the leading Instagram accounts out there, definitely. Uh, so let's move from <laughs> alleged trafficking to performance-enhancing drugs. So. Mate, did you know the IOC only banned performance-enhancing drugs in 1967?
1: It's incredible, isn't it, to think that that was uh, only so recently. And uh, I believe it uh, it was one game they just twigged after, you know, um, they thought these Soviet athletes who keep turning up glowing in the dark, we might need to do something (laughs) about this.
0: So the first bloke done for doping was a a Swedish pentathlete for having a few beers before the shooting event (laughs) to calm his nerves. So okay. I, I don't know if you can still have a few beers, just a couple of couple of karmas. But mm. um since then, obviously, they've introduced many, many new prohibited substances of which some Australians have tested positive. So, most mm. famously, Shayna Jack recently tested positive. Uh, there was a potential four-year ban that was halved by the yep. Court of Arbitration of Sport. No evidence she deliberately ingested it, which is always very important uh, mm. to to identify. Yep. I love it when we're getting you down to those details. It's like similar yeah. to like when Bill Clinton claimed to have smoked weed but didn't inhale.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> It is in me, but I didn't put
0: it in me, yeah. Um, Brent, Brenton Rickard as well, another recent positive test. Dean Capobianco, ahead oh, of 96 name. Atlanta, tested positive for Stenozolol, which just sounds scary as fuck.
1: It is, and you know what? Stenozolol was one of the early um, you know, hip uh, uh, doping uh, substances, wasn't mm. it? It's so 90s, oh, it just so takes me 90s. back to like... Hypercolor T-shirts and Southern Suns. That's just what I think <laughs> of when I hear that. Yeah. I think um, back in
0: nineteen ninety eight. Sorry, nineteen eighty eight. I should say. Uh, that, that, so I actually went on the Wikipedia page for 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 athletes who've tested positive globally, and yep. really aren't there, there really aren't there many Australians. Uh, there's the ones that we just mentioned, obviously. There's also yes. Alexander Watson, who in nineteen eighty eight tested positive for caffeine. Wow. Um which is literally the lifeblood of the white collar sector and and therefore the Australian economy. So, if, I mean, if you banned that substance for the rest of us, the the ASX 500 would crash overnight. <laughs> yes, best be left alone. <laughs> yeah. So, let's move into the final category here. So, miscellaneous outrage. And there's a lot of contenders. We'll have to we'll have to quickly whiz through these. But Steph yep. Rice, Steph Rice, I should say. You know, obviously the the gold medalist of of recent times. You know, very high profile. You know, dated Quaid Cooper at, at at his pomp. Um, yep. She issued a homophobic tweet after the Wallabies <laughs> beat South Africa in 2014.
1: Yes, um, unfortunate. Mm. And um, this was all the way back in 2010, mate. And the oh, one sorry. thing that's sh- Oh sorry, one thing that struck me about this was that um, Twitter's been polluting our lives now for over ten years. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that was probably what hit me the most um, and and of course, the homophobia.
0: yeah, I mean, mm. I'd do anything to see her issue another similar tweet not be, not because I'm in favor of homophobia, but just because it would mean Australian rugby's doing well again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's been, she was yeah, as I said she was dating Quade Cooper at the time who who's recently been denied Australian citizenship. Yes, so you still just can't get the stench of that tweet off him.
1: No, he can't, we can't. <laughs> 70 caps of I'm pretty sure we won on the high belt that day too, so you know, hopefully yeah, that was I a mitigating you. factor.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's move along. So Russell and Lauren Mark, so the husband and wife shooters, you might remember them. Uh, many yep. games, maybe about six or seven Olympic games between them. Yeah. Uh, so you want to run us through that one quickly?
1: Yeah, so this is our London 2012, and Russell was upset because um, they couldn't fuck basically okay. um, in 2012. So they weren't allowed to um, have their own room in the Olympic Village, right? Uh, and he, he he summed it up in a in a in an obscure way. Um, his quote was: "The stupid part of this, which I've argued to them, is that there are tons of gay couples on the Olympic team who will be rooming together, so we're being discriminated against because we are heterosexual." <laughs> uh, Love it. Still uncancelled uh, yeah. to, to this day, but um, yeah, ballsy, uh, ballsy words there from Russell.
0: You see a lot of that that kind of stuff on 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 the alt right Twitter these days. Those that's kind right. of viewpoints. Um, of ha- shooters in there? Yeah. Who, who was who? Who actually banned? Them? Was this Coatsy? Was
1: was John Coats trying to stop them here,
0: or was this I'm the London sure. organisers? It was,
1: it was in London, so it was probably those stiff upper lip, don't talk about sex British types, right? Know, possibly yeah. not to stereotype, but that's no. probably what it was.
0: All right. Um, Let's keep going. So, so Sally Robbins, that was yeah. a, a rather wholesome controversy, wasn't it? Do you want to just quickly run us through that one?
1: Yeah, this was this was really big at the time, wasn't it? This was front and back page, yeah. um because it really spoke to the yeah you know, to national values, didn't it? Mm. Dogging the dogging your mates and clocking off early, et cetera. <laughs> As a, basically in the uh, in the eights, the women's eights. Uh, Australia was in contention towards the end, and so- Sally just dropped dropped tools basically yeah. with um with uh, length of the race to go, and and they bombed out. And um, she just said she was just tired, and um uh, and uh, and who's to deny that? To it, be honest. it just I mean, all it was, got it
0: was you know all those years of preparation, all those early mornings, just got to her, mm. and then in the middle of the race, or towards the penultimate part of the race, just yep. decided to drop tools.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and fair enough too. It was late in the afternoon. It's just like, you know, when you're on a bus and the sun's coming through the window and Mm. you just, you can barely keep your eyes open. I just uh, think it was akin to that and, you know, lay offer. All right. Okay. So let's (laughs) let's wrap this up. I mean, the only
0: other ones I can think of in terms of bad boys in Australian Olympic sport are just like the various national sporting organisations who are now embroiled in culture review sagas. Um, I mean, can a national sporting organisation be a bad boy? Swimming Australia, so. Hockey Australia, Gymnastics Australia, these are the bad boys of Australian sport.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, we're all we're all only uh, one whistleblower away from a culture review, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, so I think Even so. this podcast. That's right. For some of these sports, I mean, we may, I
0: made the, the reference to NRL. That's a high-profile sport. We all know that. Gets a lot of column inches, particularly in yep. the Daily Telegraph, my Bible. Mm. But a lot of these sports in the Olympics are not as well known. So is any publicity good publicity? I mean, that's that's something that's said in the PR world. For some of these sports, would you argue that, you know, just getting in in the headlines is a
1: good result? Oh my word, mate! I mean, I, I mean, what would badminton give to get a phone call from Max Markson? I mean, anything, I reckon. I mean, and look at tennis. Tennis is always trending in Australia, um, thanks to its brats. Yep. I mean, we had an unfortunate um, event a few weeks ago where Nash Barty won Wimbledon with no uh, controversy whatsoever. Yeah, um, it was weird. It, it, it was just was, national wasn't
0: it? celebration,
1: unquestioned. It, 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 brought the nation together and, and uh, we were, you know, it was a, a wonderful moment, mm. but how many rackets were smashed? Mm. I don't think any were smashed along the way. And unfortunately the tennis team was going to take a big hit in Tokyo as well with um, uh, Nick Kyrgios and Tomic et al. being left behind. Mm. Although we have heard that Alex Dimenor has been ruled out with COVID. so um, <laughs> He could have been a real
0: bad boy if he just didn't tell anyone about that, that he'd tested he tested positive was... and just infected <laughs> exactly. the entire Olympic
1: village. That would have been, uh, yeah, that would have been a category four bad boy right there. But um, you know, yeah. Look, in some low-profile sports, are are, are just um, unashamedly trying to get their pound of flesh, aren't they? I mean, look at hockey. They had the culture review that no one asked for.
0: Yeah. Um, You (laughs) know, trying
1: to drum up some kind of um, saga that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, And I guess it's just because nothing humanizes our our athletes like a tearful public apology.
0: Well, that's right, mate. I mean, you'll remember I actually used to run a blog back in the day called The Public Apology, which was yes. literally founded in honour of any athlete who's ever had to issue a tearful public apology <laughs> at a press conference. <laughs> you know, we idolise our heroes. We, we put them on pedestals. We pay them handsomely mm, uh, for corporate mm. speaking appearances. But these
1: blokes are human too, aren't they? They are, mate. And, and have you noticed too, just a little bit off topic, how it's become a national sport to uh, judge the credentials of a public apology? yeah. I mean, a bloke could front up, um, you know, Crocodile with, tears. Uh, yeah, it's crocodile tears, mate. No, he didn't mean it. He didn't yeah. mean it. I mean, I've, 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 I've solemnly <laughs> read these words from a pre-prepared script. It's been pencil I mean by eight
0: lawyers, but I mean it.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I don't think anyone gets a pass mark for an apology these days. I'm not sure what you need to do, but it's a thankless sport. Right. If I can just uh, wrap up with probably my favourite bad boy of, of the Olympic movement, it's the great Michael Diamond. Ah, uh, You'll uh, yes. probably hear mentioned a lot through through these Olympics, and he always was a bit loose, wasn't he? But one of a bit outspoken. He had the creative facial hair. Yep. You know what I mean? It was like the Shannon Null theory, you know, always just yeah. a, bit, a little bit wild when you've got a bit of undergrowth on the on the bottom lip. And he probably hit his um, hit his nadir uh, post Olympic life, uh, when he was caught uh, DUI with a ute full of firearms. And right. um, I mean you know, who hasn't been there? Uh, let's yeah. be honest. And to be honest, that's the uh, kind of behaviour we want from our shooters.
0: Yeah, I mean the AOC, happy to bank his two gold medals, but you know, if you've got a gun in the boot and you're you're well over zero point oh five, it's not a good look, is it?
1: No, it's not at all. And I believe he might have flashed that before the uh, licence, but uh, there, copper's no go.
0: I think, refreshingly, he actually denied he had a drinking problem, which, you know, usually in the aftermath of that, you'd make the tearful public apology. Yeah. Um, These these days, no one's prepared to just own up to anything, but I think he said it was his birthday.
1: And he (laughs) said, you know,
0: if you can't have a drink on your birthday, then what's Australia come to?
1: Yeah, and he's just like, I just went past Dan Murphy's and it's 30 cans for $30. I mean, (laughs) who's going to stop doing that? And, you know, the other thing, I think he came out, he he admitted it, and he also didn't go down the well-worn path of I'm checking myself into rehab because I've got a problem. He just went, I have a drinking problem and I like alcohol and I will continue to drink it. Great Australian With guns in my car.
0: Content blocked by the International Olympic Committee on copyright grounds. Content blocked again. Fuck, lads, get a license.
1: Tokyo!